Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely Sarah Phillips. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. Thank you, Tammy. My pleasure to be here, and thank you so much for having me on. So, Sarah, what is your business? What has you excited and passionate? I well, I love talking about kids and money because I have I am the creator of the Four Pocket Allowance. It's an allowance system I developed based on what we did with our own kids. So, the very quick story is we hit a point as parents that we were just constantly being asked the question, "Can you buy me this?" And we said, "You know what? This isn't. It's not serving us. It's driving us crazy." Uh, but it's also not serving our kids. Our kids aren't learning to distinguish their asks or prioritize. They're, they're doing what I call the spaghetti method. They're just taking every ask they have, throwing them against the wall and seeing what sticks. So we dug in, we did some research, we put together uh, an allowance system that we're quite proud of. And then as we started talking to other parents and telling them what we were doing and the successes we had, we got such great feedback. And my husband kept saying to me, you should really develop this into something. Like there seems to be a lot of interest from parents. It's such an important topic and not something that's often addressed in schools. So we dug in and we put together an actual allowance kit. It's like a, it's shaped like a book. It fits on your bookshelf. It has four pockets for saving, spending, giving, and investing. It has a reserve for parents to stockpile their $5 loonies and toonies uh, so that you're not scrambling to break a 20 on allowance day. And we absolutely love it. And so that's, that's what I do. Woman totally after my own heart, dear. <laughs> I'm so glad we got to connect. This is fantastic. And what is your family situation, dear? So we have a beautiful blended family uh, with three boys collectively. So 18, 15, and 11. We're getting into birthday season, so I have to start memorizing again. Yep. Uh, so I like to joke with everyone. I'm the only girl in the house except for our pet snake. We have a pet snake, Maggie. So she's my oh. only female companion. <laughs> well, I won't be visiting your house, but that's okay. <laughs> She, yeah, she predated me in the marriage, so, oh. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I can sort of go with that, but, yeah. Change their own, but no snakes for my world. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, you're working with the blended family, which makes it a little bit more interesting, and, yes, we're into, into the kids and stuff, but how exactly did you did you start coming up with the idea of the, the allowance system and things like that? Because, yes, it's very much a common question that I get asked from parents, but tell me how it worked out with you and your husband. 
Sure. So we, we, we dug in and we read a few books at the time and we came up with a number of criteria that were important for us. So first was we wanted it to be cached base. We wanted something that kids could, our kids could touch it, count it. We remembered counting money as kids. And I think uh, a lot of people will say that cash is outdated, but I think anything we teach our kids today is going to be outdated. Technology is changing so fast. They're not going to have bank cards. They're not going to have apps. We can't even picture what it is. So the idea of using cash was giving them something physical so that they understood that it was an actual transaction when you were buying something. So cash base was definitely number one for us. Um, we wanted to add in investment. A lot of allowance systems that we looked at had the savings, spending, and giving covered. But we wanted to start introducing this idea that you take some of your money whenever you get money and you put aside some of it for long term, something long term. We joke now with our kids or we, we call it colloquially their money for their first house. Uh, they're not quite ready to think about retirement. So we call it their first house money where and we're just building the habit at this stage. It's not that we're teaching them. They're just starting to get to an age now. We'll talk to them a little bit about investing and how you invest. But for years, it wasn't about that. It was just about building that habit in them where they were just taking part of their money and doing that and not even thinking about it, making it automatic for them. And finally, we wanted something that was really convenient. We have three boys. And if you look at four different pockets, if we use the jar system, that was 12 jars. And we just do not have enough counter space to take 12 <laughs> jars all the time. So we wanted something that was compact it on the shelf that they could take out the pocket, take it to the store with them, bring it back, pop it in. Uh, so that was really the other piece. So we started to piece all of this together and then it just kind of snowballed. I'm sure, you know, once you start working with kids and money, the lessons just snowball from there. So what were some of the questions and the lessons that you were working with with your boys? So my favorite, my favorite that I use to, to explain to people is right after right after they started, we went uh, we went to the movies one night and the, of course, the question started, can we get can we get treats? And always we say, no, we're not buying treats today. But this time we said, actually, you know what? You have your own money now. You can go and buy treats. And their eyes lit up and they were like first in line. And then they saw the prices. <laughs> Especially in a movie theater. <laughs> I know, why would anyone spend this much for candy when you can get the same thing at the dollar store? Mm -hmm. So that was simultaneously a facepalm moment because I've been saying the same thing to them for years. But it's different when it's their money. <laughs> Absolutely. Once they're spending their money, and it was the same once one of them got a bit older and he needed, uh, he, he was no longer eligible for the bus. So he's talking about a bus pass. And I asked them, I said, I said, if we gave you the, I can't remember what a bus pass is, $40. If we gave you the $40 every month and you could either spend it on a bus pass or keep it, would you buy the bus pass? And he was like, no way, I'll walk to school and keep the money. So it just stops and makes me think, why am I spending money on a bus pass if you wouldn't even spend your own money on a bus pass? <laughs> anyway, it's it's an interesting lesson. And so how old were the boys when you started this? So we would be, the youngest would have been around six. And so I'm doing math in my head. So that would be six, ten, and twelve. Okay. On that age, yeah. And so what are the, some of the things that they're asking asking to learn about money now, now that, like you said, you've been doing it for a few years? Well, we're really excited. And you see them change over time. Like at the time, it was all about the, the spending and the saving to get the big item. Uh, the, the youngest one in particular, the six-year-old, wanted a Wii U. And we just cannot afford to buy every video game system that comes in because they all want a different one. And he actually buckled down at six. 
and he uh, saved the $400. We helped him out at Christmas, and I said if he saved it, I'd pay the taxes. Uh, so he was able to do a big save. But we found that as time's gone on, they're not even, they don't even have a saving goal anymore. They're getting really good at just, there's nothing I want. I'm going to save so that when I see something, now I, I have the money already pre-saved for them. And then the other thing that's becoming really interesting and we're getting excited about, my husband and I are both learning. We're always on a journey and learning. So we're learning more and more about investing and doing some investing on our own and we're sharing it with our kids. And you see, you see them. You see them doing the calculations, and we were just away um, at Christmas time. We were off at Christmas, and my son actually said to me, he said, Mom, if I saved enough money, could I just, like, invest, and that would be my job? Like, I could just make the money from investing? And I said, Hi- hypothetically, buddy, yeah, like, you, you need to have quite a bit there, but that's the thing. People do that, and you can just see the little he's, – he's a strategic one, and you can just see his, like, the little wheels turning in his head that – Hmm, maybe I'll do less shopping and put more into that investing file you keep talking about. So it's interesting to see them grow and develop. Well, pe- people underestimate how much kids can learn and how motivated they are when it when it comes to money. And yes, it's always good to have some money to invest. But the bigger thing is, what is he doing to learn more about actually investing? It's the knowledge that's the most important part. I'd say the knowledge, and the other one that hits me, um, not not so much on investing, but on others too, is is the idea of habit building. Yeah. Because I'll share with you the one story. Our the oldest, as he got into the teenage years, he said, "Guys, I don't think you need to make me save anymore." He said, "I I know how to save. Don't worry. You don't need to have me. I don't need to put money aside into savings." And I said, "You know what? The whole <laughs> the fact that you're asking me this makes me think that you do need to practice." But I understood what he was saying. Everyone, almost everyone knows how to save. Even in the world, as adults, we know how to save. But most people aren't actively doing it. So what is it? So it's not about necessarily teaching them the how, because they'll pick that up pretty quick. But it's building that habit around it and making it automatic for them and having a few successes along the way that makes them want to save, I think, is really what we're doing at the same time. So what were some of the struggles you had with the boys at the beginning. Oh, at the beginning. There was a lot of questions. Um, the giving one as well. And I, it, this one is hard to say because I don't want to make it sound like we have cold, heartless boys. But putting money aside for giving was one where they said, why? Like up until now, if we have a charity thing at school, you, you pay for it. And like <laughs> yeah. you make the charitable <laughs> donation. And why like, why do I have to give some of my money into giving? So that one, it, it took a little bit of time. The younger ones just. They were just happy to go along and put money in. But but as they got the, the oldest in particular, asked a lot of questions around why do I have to be doing it this way and why isn't it complete freedom? And we've had some challenges around whose money is it? Is it theirs or ours in the end in that the things that they buy, can they then turn around and sell it when they're done with it? Because we have three boys. We want to pass things on to other kids. So we've had a lot of those deep discussions on just because you're done with it and you think it was bought with your money because it was your allowance money, it still really is our money. We've just changed and given you the power to choose how it's spent. Uh, so those were definitely some challenges we hit along the way. Hmm. And what what are some of the questions and stuff that they're asking now? Oh, my. What do they ask now? Um, there's a big focus on in-app purchases right now. And so my ah, yes. young person in particular, and that's one that drives me crazy, but I step back and say this is their uh, their money to spend. 
but he's really good at, he saves all his money. And so he's looking at multiple streams of income. So he says, I'm going to take all the money you give me and put it into savings. And then when I want something, is there an extra chore around the house I can do? So we have, uh, we don't pay for chores regularly. Um, that's just something you do as being part of our family. But we will find extra jobs. So they have scanned in all of my um, paper pictures from when I was when I was a child. So they've done that and gotten a little bit extra money. So he's uh, he's into the in-app purchases. So he's always trying to manipulate the situation and say, I'm going to save all my money. So my savings growing. And then I'm going to ask mom for a job when I want to buy an in-app purchase. And he knows it drives me crazy. He knows the in-app purchases. I feel (laughs) he's wasting money. But I tell myself it's better he wastes some now rather than getting his first paycheck and that being his first taste of financial freedom and uh, and blowing his rent money. So that's how I, I bite my tongue and I buy lots of skins and games. <laughs> Is that Fortnite? Yeah, there's Fortnite and Roblox, I think, are the two big ones that happen in our house. Oh, uh, okay. So when when you're talking with the with the investing, what are the, are the boys actually doing any investing yet? Or are they curious about that other than the one that's asking, like, can I make a living out of doing this? So what what are they doing with that? Yeah, so we've got we've showed them the money that we had already set aside for their education and how it's being invested. And they have um, another small investing account. And so just I've just recently started letting him make a couple of decisions if I'm trying to decide between two stocks. So we were looking at Disney back before Disney Plus and talking about what's a stock and um, what are some things going on in a company. Um, so we, we we were slowly introducing them to it, but understanding there's some limits, like we're not going to give them full reign over anything at this point in time, and we're not going to get frustrated if they don't understand. I don't want them to be afraid of money. I think that's the big thing. I grew up where we didn't talk. It wasn't taboo, but we just didn't talk a lot about money. And money has this own language to it where you talk about compound interest and inflation and words that can seem so daunting that you, you almost think that investing or money isn't for you. It's a whole other language that's for, for people on Wall Street and not for me. So if anything, I just want them to be comfortable. I want them to, to know that they can ask questions and it's something that they can learn and they can figure out and they can be actively engaged in as they get older. Well, it's something that they need to be familiar and comfortable with. Like, money is a more taboo subject than sex, dear. <laughs> I think so. And I actually, uh, I was just talking to somebody recently, and I said, you know what, if you don't want your kids learning about sex on the playground, don't leave them to learn about money on the playground either. Like, all their little friends and their advice on how they should spend their money isn't where you want them to be learning all these lessons. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what are some of the differences you've seen with how your boys have taken to the lessons that you're teaching? So, like I say, one of them is very much the the saver. Uh, we have another one who likes to who likes to spend a little bit more. And there we see we get we, we, we learn some lessons along the way. So sometimes it's great. You go out and you buy something. Uh, but that ability to budget and save, we've gone through some uncomfortable situations where maybe you go on vacation and you spend all your spending money on day one. Yep. And then you get to day three and you can't afford a souvenir. Um, and it, as much as it's hard as a parent to watch, but you know that there's a lesson in there for them. And if you jump in and bail them out, that lesson's going to be lost. So we've certainly gone with that. And then as they've gotten into teenage years, what I found really, I guess it shouldn't be surprising was to to me, how much consumables, how much money is spent on consumables? So spent on 
food spent on now there's we're in a world of Ubers, which is another thing I didn't grow up with. So they're suddenly sleeping in by accident and calling an Uber to go to school and spending their money on it. Oh and my. all this consumable money going through that isn't for an actual thing that you have at the end. So we're we're struggling through lots of that and just trying to keep the conversations open and point out the lessons where they're there and letting them make some decisions and make some mistakes along the way. Well, we all make mistakes along the way. Our, hopefully they don't get to be really painful mistakes. <laughs> and hopefully you make them with the allowance, not with your first rent check, right? Yeah, there, there, there you go, or... or Further down the path, when you make, when you have the ability to make much larger financial mistakes, absolutely. So, if you can make sure that your your three boys understand fully three things about money before you set them out into the wild on their own, what three things would you and your husband want to make sure that they get? I think the three that come to mind and the things we've touched on are, one, money is something that empowers you. It's not something to be afraid of. Don't be an ostrich. I would say definitely that when it comes to money, it's about habits um, and making things automatic. I just finished reading, what is it, The Latte Factor, and they talk about making things automatic yep. uh, as a big part of it, and I think that's so important. Uh, is something that I, I want them to go out. And the other is to, I want them to make some mistakes now. I want them to learn their lessons. I'm not, they're not going to, they're not going to hear everything from me, uh, especially as they get into the teenage years. I don't want to wait until the teenage years to impart any wisdom because I know they're becoming their own selves and I'm not who they want to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I want them to make the mistakes because those are the things that are really going to, to sink in. Just like they had to learn that it was their own money before they realized how expensive movie store candy is um they need to make a few mistakes along the way and that's going to mean more to them more than anything that i could be saying to them absolutely wonderful it has been great having you on the podcast thank you very much sarah well thank you so much this has been so much fun Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fun, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fun Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfun.ca.